Hi, my name is Ron King, and this is a series of chats about situations in my life and how I've shown up for them. Sometimes gracefully, very oftentimes not. The format is uh, a short conversation moderated by a woman named Libby Delena, who I just met, and uh, I don't know her, she doesn't know me, uh, and the chats are unscripted. She has had a number of conversations with some people close to me. She starts every episode with a question, and I don't know what that question is. My response is in real time, her reaction is in real time, uh, and we've recorded the conversation to share with you. When this project started, I wasn't sure what I was doing or why I was doing it, and in fact, I was very nervous about it. Um, in the end, I realized it was incredibly therapeutic and helpful for me to say everything that I've said out loud um, and to acknowledge uh, sort of what I've been through and who I am as a result. Uh, if in turn it is helpful to anybody, then it's worth the time and it's worth sharing. So uh, I hope you enjoy. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I thank you. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Happy. How are the donkeys this morning? The donkeys are great. Uh, I got up and did a very early feeding. You know, we have eight pregnant uh, Jennies. And so every morning I walk out with my fingers crossed that we have babies and um, still no babies, but everyone's happy and healthy. And, and um, the mamas don't require a, a doula or a midwife in the process. They, they got it Apparently, all. Apparently. So donkeys are about the sturdiest animals out there. Um, and apparently they will be fine. It's about a 45 minute process. It happens in nature very uh, organically. And my vet says, I'll just walk out to a baby one day. So. Oh my gosh. Will you please record that when that happens? Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ron King. Oh my gosh. I spoke to two amazing people who know you dearly and in each case, um, just thinking about you, um, they were, I was going to say brought to tears. And what I mean by that is your impact on them is um, so powerful and so meaningful and so long lasting. In fact, I said to one of them, if I could, it, it, it um, it made me really reflect and think, gosh, I hope I've had just a splash of that kind of impact on the people I've worked with. So number one, it really made me, um, hearing these stories about you made me really pause and reflect on, um, honestly, my career. This is a conversation about you, but um, it was provocative enough to give me pause. And um, so, I have one um, really profound, I guess, I think it's really profound question for you, which is in both cases, the, the people that I spoke to said that one of your magical traits is your ability to spot when people are being genuine. When they're, and now obviously the word that's being thrown around now is sort of this notion of authenticity. I actually love the word genuine. And in both cases, these two individuals said he has an innate 
beautiful, exquisite talent for understanding sort of the genuine nature of, of people. And what that meant to them is you made them feel incredibly seen. You understood what was genuine about both these people, where they could use support, how you could nourish them, how you could um, guide and partner them. I, um, it was really, really a loving conversation with these two individuals. And um, so tell me more about that. How, how did you come to a place where you had the ability to um, seek, find, understand the genuine kind, I'll call it the essential nature of somebody. Let me also say it came with what they perceived as being something that might've been hard to manage, which is when you um, come across someone who you don't feel has that genuine intention and understanding, you don't have much fucking patience for it. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't. Uh, it I is suffer not, no fools. Yeah, suffer no fools, but it's, it's not cute. It's not charming. You seek out, you embrace, you support people who show up in your life with this kind of um, radical genuineness. I'm not going to use yeah. the word authenticity. So tell me about that. It's powerful. So thank you. I have goosebumps, if I'm being honest. Um, the, you know, I was in corporate for a very long time. And one of the things that I spent a lot of time thinking about was what impact am I having? Like, sure, I know how to drive revenue and I know how to turn brands around and, uh, and I can present, you know, better than most. But so what? Um, and, you know, so I did try to show up every day thinking about what, where can I have impact outside of just a spreadsheet? And that is, of course, on the people that I work with and for and that work for me. Um, and, you know, I was given, uh, incredible opportunities in my life. So I have people who really went out on a limb and believed in me long before I believed in myself and saw characteristics in me that I never thought were there, um, and helped nurture and foster them. Primarily a gentleman named Rich Colbert, who, um, really taught me everything I know about business. Um, and I was a waiter at the Hard Rock Cafe and he plucked me out of the Hard Rock Cafe and taught me business in a job where I was selling instructional VHS tapes on how to fish. So something I'm not, I have no relation to, I didn't understand, um, but he taught me how to run a business and how to run a team and how to manage a P&L and um, all through instructional videos on bass fishing. So it was fascinating. So. You know, I don't know. I um, when I would look at people, so yes, I don't. I seek out people who don't bullshit me, who are real, who um, you know, have done some sort of work on themselves, and so a lot of the shit is out of the way, and we just show up and do the best we can. And, um, I'm a very succinct communicator, and so um, I set very clear goals and very clear expectations. Um, and if you prove to me that we're you're meeting those expectations and we're working towards the same goal, then I've got all the time in the world for you. And I sort of, I used to always ask my team, does it make the boat go faster? And I didn't, that isn't my term. I copy, I'm copying somebody, but the idea of everybody rowing in the same direction, if you put your oar in the water and you're not, you're not with us, then you're against us. And I just don't have any time for it. So I do dismiss people very quickly, but for the people that are in my tribe, I will support to the end of time. So these two women in particular were in my tribe. I will also tell you that when I left Time Inc, 
I sent out an email to about 100 people. And I said, you know, I've left Time Inc. You will forget about me in 12 days. That's the way business world works. I don't take it personally. But before you do, I'd love a reference letter on who I am as a leader. Um, not on my um, expertise. I have spreadsheets and data and I have everything I need for that. But as, as your leader, who did I show up as every day? And most everyone responded and I created a leadership binder. Um, and it was really overwhelming. I was really touched because you hope you're having impact. You definitely get feedback on negative impact in real time. Very rarely do you get feedback on positive impact. Um, so reading this collection of reference letters was really a moment in my life where I realized, oh shit, everything that I had hoped I was doing, I did. Um, and that's an incredible feeling. Um, and, you know, to me, it's just about, I would always tell people like, I want to help you be as prepared as possible for your next big, amazing, wonderful job. If I never really trained people to be the best they could for me, I tried to train people to be the best they could be for themselves in the future after they leave me. Um, and in that process, uh, they were incredible for me. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, I don't, I was never the boss that you would chit chat with. Like if you stopped in my hall, in my doorway and asked me about my weekend as I was in the middle of something, I was just caught so off guard. I didn't really know what to do, but like, I will support you and I will set you up for success. Um, and, you know, I often say I learned way more about how to be a good boss from bad bosses than from good bosses. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I mean, thank you for that. Thank you to them. Um, yeah, I, as I get older, I realize having an impact is what it's all about. Um, keeping in mind, I flunked out of college. Um, and, you know, this is sort of a completely accidental career that I had. You know, it's interesting you said one of the things that you do that you note about yourself is the ability to speak clearly. One of the things um, one of the women said was, um, I learned how to speak in headlines. And I, I love that because really what that means is I really respect your time. So I'm not going to, to your point, chit chat and meander around and try and figure out what I'm trying to say to you. I'm going to arrive in my conversation with you having figured it out and share it, communicating in headlines. Got it? That also requires trust, right? Uh, that right. really dear friend, uh, Tina Roth Eisenberg, who's an incredible businesswoman, entrepreneur. And uh, one of the things she always says is trust breeds magic. So trust, yeah. it breeds, it naturally creates an environment where magic can happen. And I think the combination of being able to respect somebody else's time, I'm gonna come to you, I'm gonna communicate, and I can communicate that way to you because I trust you, now is when this beautiful magic happens, right? You're yeah. not exhausted by too much conversation. You have this inherent dynamic with each other that makes other things flourish that you can't even see sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, and as we talked about yesterday, like I'm not for everybody. Like Ron King is not for everybody. And so, you know, in, in, at work, the way that I show up is very, um, is very big and very focused. Um, and very efficient. And my efficiency oftentimes gets uh, misinterpreted as rudeness, but, um, but I want everyone to be their best selves. And so if you can meet me there, well, you know, th that's where the magic happens. Like if you, if you can't meet me there, then you just gotta go. Um, 
And, you know, on my teams at Time Inc. over the years, I turned over a lot of people because, I mean, you can tell very quickly, can you meet me there or not? Um, and, but yeah, if you, for all of them that met me there, we, you know, and we did, we created magic. Like we broke media records in advertising and we had a blast doing it. Um, and it's because of that uh, tribe dynamic that we had. So it was well, amazing. But the other thing is um, that trust happens, um, I would argue, in very inconsequential, small moments. They, it happens um, maybe when you're not paying attention and that trust begins to build. So one woman told me a story of, uh, uh, she had invited you to what was undoubtedly a, a fairly big and important meeting. She had invited you to join. Um, and halfway there, she realized she had the wrong address and you were going to be late. You were going to miss the meeting. And it, she felt like it had been a waste of your time. She had asked and she was mortified. And she said, here's the thing. You know what, what Ron said? He got, we got out of the cab and he said, it's not your fault. We're, go we're going to be okay. We'll figure it out. And so that's what I mean about trust. It's like, that's a moment where it'd be very easy. And I've certainly been in that scenario where someone flames out and it becomes a moment of drama. And yeah. so the thing about trust though, is it shows up, I think, in those very tender moments, unexpected moments. It's not yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you with this job to, to do this task. It shows up in those very... Um, you, I mean, there's no yeah. book about how to respond in those kind of scenarios <clears throat> as a leader, but it matters. Yeah, it matters. no, I, I don't remember that story exactly the same way, but um, but that's how life is, right? Like we all have different perspectives. Yeah. But to me, and this is in my personal life and my work life, I have a severe allergy to drama. Like I have no time for it. And I know where that comes from, but that's another discussion. So when anything like that happens in life, like, okay, that sucks, but here we are. So what are we going to do? I have very little interest in how do we get here? What went wrong? What were you thinking? Like, that really doesn't matter. Like, here we are. I have a job to do and it's to sell a program to this client. What are we going to do? And, um, and it, that shows up everywhere in my life. So like when my first shipment of, or my second shipment of donkeys landed, um, they untrailered them. And the people who brought them said, oh, none of the males have been gilded and eight females are pregnant. And I thought that should have been told to me before. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because now I've got all these donkeys. So what am I going to do and how am I going to be the best I can for these donkeys? So uh, yes, it's, when that incident happened, and also it gave me a little bit of uh, opportunity to have some fun with her over years. Uh, because the, the thing is, it mattered to her. Then I knew everything was okay. If it didn't matter to her, then I would have known I had a problem. But like, she was horrified enough for herself. She didn't need me to feel the fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's. Um, but I think the the point of those stories is that um, yeah, the trust and compassion for each other actually matters in business, and genuine, you know, response to things is um, what makes what actually makes for great culture. It makes for yep. great relationships and great dynamics. And therefore exactly. magic happens with business. You can't help it because. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of things that I always said. I said, do you have joy in your job? We spend more time here than we do at home. If you don't have joy in your job, please leave. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really focus on joining the job. I really focus on people feeling supported. Um, I believe there is a huge lack of common sense in corporate America. So I actually had a jar of cake sprinkles that I had taken the label off when I put a common sense label on. And halfway through many conversations, I would reach for my jar and hand it and say, like, take a dose of common sense, go away, come back. Because like, I don't understand what we're talking about. Um, so use common sense, have joy in your job. Uh, yeah, that's it. Seems pretty yeah, straightforward. I, I heard me. about the common sense jar. I heard about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fabulous. I love it. Yeah, great. Well, it was fun. Thank you for talking to them. It was fun hearing their feedback and chatting a little bit about you yeah. know, boss. Well, yeah, I, I I learned a lot about being a boss and made me reflective. So thank you. You impacted me, even though you were never my boss. <laughs> I'm sure more to come. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.